I will weirdly switch between like RP and US. Oh, yes. Because that is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Rewatched Revisited. I am your host, Lou. I am here today with my co-hosts, or one of my co-hosts, Lara. Hello! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh God, I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, and before we get into it, into your topic that you've yes. ready for today, a quick overview. Uh, this is a nerd podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> get ready for some facts you didn't know you wanted to hear. And we'll be talking about films and TV shows we like, and we'll be like just like pointing out stuff that we're interested in, which are often, more often than not, <laughs> extremely niche. And you Very might not niche. be into it, and yes. that is fine. Um, I myself have a background in like literature and linguistics and theater studies, and I'm like super into narratology. Um, so like this science of like how stories are written and how to create stories and i will have some guests on this show and we'll be talking about what they're into so lara will tell us in a minute what she is into some housekeeping i set up a patreon nice oh i didn't know that yes oh that's up, great <laughs> i set up a patreon um i think there will be just like bonus episodes on yes. there um, that kind of don't fit the main feed if we want to rant about stuff or like talk about maybe like a book and not a film oh, nice. or a show or so something. Cool. So right now it's empty. <laughs> this bitch empty right now. But uh, <laughs> if you want to support the show, you can do that. And you can also not because... Um, times are hard. Times are hard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I also created a Tumblr account. <laughs> a bunch of people already know it. It's at Rewatch Revisited uh, where you can interact with it's mostly me, but maybe I'll I'll do a community Tumblr thingy. Um, yes, and I'll put the links in the show notes. Nice. So let's get into it. Lara, Yay! what are you into? And hit me with, with uh, what you've prepared for today. Yes. So I'm into psychology. I am getting my master's degree in psychology right now with a focus uh, on like clinical psychology and the psychopathology. Wow, that's a hard word to say. Um, yeah, and I'm also into TV, especially if it's gay. That is shocking. I didn't know about yes. that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I thought it would be fun to kind of look at the Willow characters in the first three episodes of the season. And yeah, look at their psyche. I don't know, just... What do we find out about them? Like, who are they? Yeah. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I chose the first three episodes because I think that episode four is kind of like a turning point Yes. for them. So yeah. I thought that it would be just like a good overview. And it's also really essential, like the f things you first find out about the character. I'm very much a noob when it comes to like storytelling. I just really enjoy shows and movies which is and all you need. media yes. yes books and podcasts also one note i excluded willow from the gang so sorry if you really like him but yeah if you came here 
to a, yes. to a Willow episode, thinking we're going to talk about Willow. No, we're <laughs> not. <laughs> so, yeah. Amazing. Um, I'm really sorry about that, but he's not my favorite character. And I think yeah. we'll get into it in later episodes. Why yes. not? But, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. yes. So why don't we start with Elora or Dove, our favorite kitchen maid? <laughs> um, yeah, I think the point where we meet her, she's very much in love with Eric. She's just like this random girl that he just rolls around in the grass with mm -hmm. and um, she is very attached to him and I thought that was very interesting mm -hmm. um, that she like falls in love very easily or she sees this like teenage love as something really really different and not something that anyone else could experience yeah it feels very twilighty doesn't it oh that's true like it yes. feels very much like oh my god i have found my one yes. boy it's also it happens to be the first boy and yes it, it is him yeah and i think it's very interesting over these three episodes how she progresses first she's this kitchen maid who's in love and wants to save her true love eric that has been taken And at the end of episode one, there's this huge, just this huge revelation about her. And from then on, she kind of has like different sides to her. She's very like charming and nice and optimistic and very curious. But then she gets like very insecure and she's like, I'm nobody. I don't know anything. Like she, she needs guidance and she looks for that in Willow. Mm -hmm. And she's also like, but I'm only the cook. Like I can't be a Laura Dannon. Like I think I should know. Do you think, do, do you think they were like there from the beginning? Like from the beginning of like when she was a kitchen maid? Or was that something she only became after she like was told that she was a Laura Dannon? Oh, I think... I think they were there before because she also gets very jealous um, at this oh, yeah, dinner. She yeah. Sausage, yeah. Um, when like those, what I don't even know who they are. like Countesses. Countesses, right. Like eat dinner with Eric and flirt with him. And she's like looking on from yeah. the side. Mm. And we're like, do you think they're pretty? <laughs> Yeah, so the one with the lips and a face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think that this was definitely there from the beginning, but it has kind of shifted because the fate of the world now sits on her shoulders, kind of. And I cannot even imagine what kind of pressure that must be, especially for like someone like Elora that has just spent her life in the castle, in the kitchen. Um, so I think she's handling it pretty well. <laughs> mm -hmm. All things given. <laughs> she also has a very brave side, I think, that comes out more and more. And I think even more, obviously, as the season progresses, mm -hmm. but I think we're going to talk about that, obviously. Um, like, I mean, even following the gang to save Eric is like such a brave thing to do. Yes, and also like saving herself from Valentine, 
like when she cuts herself loose from the horse and just like running away. Um, so I think we already have this very nice progression of someone that is like very naive in the beginning, but then progresses into someone brave. But she still has, she gets very frustrated when she doesn't get to, when she's not able to grow the eckleberry oh, yeah. bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's so optimistic in the beginning, like, I'm gonna get this, it's not hard, it, it will come naturally to me because I'm the chosen one. Exactly, but that's also what the people around her tell her. Yes. Like, if everyone tells you, Lara, this test is gonna be super easy, and oh then you get God. to the exam, and you, yeah. you were like, okay, I'm gonna ace yeah. this, and then it's, like, actually hard, you yes. would also be like, oh my God, what the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So there's just a lot of pressure for her in those three episodes. But she, I mean, she's able to grow the eckleberry bush. Mm. So I think that's everything I'm going to say about Elora. Okay, well, I'm curious. What do you want to say about the eckleberry bush? Why do you think, why do you think she was able to grow it? That's a really good question. I think something kind of shifted in her mindset. She was like so over it that I think she might have been like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to believe in myself. Can I swear on this podcast? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to mark it as oh. explicit. There's no fucking way I'm not going to swear. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Sorry, honeys. Sorry, babes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just once you get over that point of frustration, you should just... I mean, the only option that's left is like believing in yourself. That's so fun. I think I, I disagree with this. Or like, oh, really? I, I, yeah. I mean, I think I read it in a different way because like we have this, we have the in the beginning, like she's unsure, she's trying, it's not working. And yes. then we have this conversation between her and Graydon, mm -hmm. who is like, hey, everyone believes in you. Why don't you? And then he leaves. And at that moment, I think she's like, yeah, I, I can believe in myself and it doesn't do anything. And I think the oh, moment... Oh, interesting. Right? And I think yes. the moment where she actually makes it grow is when she lets out her true emotions. Like what Willow keeps telling, will be telling her later on in the season. Like don't hold back. Oh, like, interesting. Just let it out, yes. the rage, the pain, the frustration. And yes. I think that's what she does in that moment. Oh, and yeah. she's just kind of like... Yeah, I'm, I agree. Like I agree with you when you say she's <laughs> over it. Yeah. But I think it's, it's less a believing than a fuck this shit. Yes, that is true it might not be like a really conscious thing yeah sorry i interrupted you you no. wanted to continue yes um and now after every character i have some questions that i would ask them if they were like if they were in a therapy session <laughs> with me disclaimer i'm just a student so this is only for fun but we i'm not qualified all of them need therapy <laughs> yes all of them Thank you. Yes. yes. So my first question would be, how did you feel when you were told that you are Elora Denon? <laughs> because I think we could really get like a good session out of that and all of those insecurities that we have seen. And then because she falls in love so quickly, or not so quickly, maybe she just falls hard like this love that she has in this moment is her whole world so i might want to like 
poke at that a bit <laughs> <laughs> and ask her what does the relationship with Eric give you mm. like what does it mean to you mm-hmm. and maybe something interesting will come out which is funny because that's that's also exactly what like Willow asks her in episode seven like why right why were right. you into him and she's yes. not able to answer it yeah he's also not her therapist but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean and the last thing is what do you want in life like oh so you're going for the easy question yes yes yeah, okay those like first therapy mm-hmm. session mm-hmm. get to know each other super questions. easy to answer yes. one word answers basically yes yes yeah yes. a car yes. Mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. yes perfect exactly. a house yeah. a job a child no thank you but <laughs> you do you <laughs> yes so the next character i would like to talk about is jade and i have a lot of notes okay so i don't know if you feel the same we kind of talked about it one time when we watched it but we don't really find out that much about jade in like the first episode or episodes what we find out is she was raised by valentine and that they have a good relationship she was accepted to train as a knight of galadorn and has to leave tirasleen after kit's wedding And we find out that she is Kit's best friend. And we find out that she's in love with her. And they were roommates. <laughs> and they were roommates. Yes. yes. I mean, of course, they're just <laughs> friends. Gal pals. Gal pals. Yes. Gal being pals. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think the thing, like, training as a knight of Galadorn and her friendship, relationship with Kit, is her central conflict mm. in those episodes i mean later on as well but um it's pretty clear that like her motivation is to serve like the queen and the kingdom Mm -hmm. i don't know i thought it interesting that we find out that she was the only one surviving the attack um, that killed her parents and if maybe that would like contribute to the motivation of wanting to be a knight to help defend the realm and help defend like possibly other families exactly yeah. yes mm-hmm. so they don't suffer the same fate mm-hmm. as her she just has really really strong loyalty mm-hmm. for sorsha and the realm and this is a really tricky combination i think for her friendship with kit because kit doesn't want jay to be this loyal kind of soldier of the mm-hmm. realm mm-hmm. can i ask a question yes because to me like especially like in the first few episodes i thought that jade only wanted to be a knight because she was like oh i'm gonna protect the queen yes and kit was on obviously going to be the queen so i was like oh J- jade oh. kind of wants to be this knight this protector mm-hmm. of Lean and i don't know galadorn Yes, to protect the queen now, to protect Sorsha, but also with the kind of like possibility of being like close to kids. Oh, in good a way. point. Because I thought like that would be a very gay thing. <laughs> that would be a very gay thing. That would be a very gay thing to do. Yes. Um, so I, I was like very, not confused by her in the later episodes, but mm-hmm. like I was like, oh, does she, is her loyalty with 
with the realm as you as you as you say it is mm -hmm. or like is it like a facade to be like i want to be close to kit oh that's such a good question i think it could it be both i think it can be it can be both yes yeah it's always both yes <laughs> <laughs> oh it always is oh yeah there's a lot of resentment towards kit i think and it never really goes away yes. even in the finale mm. yeah yeah i know us gays on tumblr want to pretend that they're in happy land <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah i really think that those idealistic and loyal qualities of jades i mean they're good qualities of course but i really think that they hinder her to live her best life and that maybe she sees herself only as this like one-dimensional person like she needs to have a thing that to define her and maybe it's like giving your service to oh, the yeah. realm i think jade very much defines herself as was it, like through what she can give to others yeah. like that's her yes right which is yeah raising some red flags absolutely mm -hmm. yeah because it that is just not a way to live or to live sustainably and healthily mentally <laughs> <laughs> in my uh, humble opinion <laughs> yeah so this conflict with jade and kit i think they don't really see the other one's perspective because i think i mean kit's the princess so she grows up in this environment and Jade is her best friend. They've presumably always been like really close, but Jade's life is totally different. Mm. Mm -hmm. She has this proximity to like the royal family, but she's not like in it. Yeah, and right. I, yeah. yeah. And you can like, kind of, if you don't think about it too hard, you can be like, oh, Jade is living like a similar life to mine. And like, yeah. even like knowing the facts, like sometimes we forget that people we are very close to are actually struggling. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. exactly. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know them so well. I wouldn't know if they were struggling yeah. or like. What do you mean you don't have generational wealth? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's so true oh i'm gonna go for a weekend in the mountains in my family's house what do you mean you don't have a house in yes, fiji I'm everyone so does <laughs> astonished by this fact Lara, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i'm so sorry <laughs> yes so i think that exploring jade's wants would be really important in like therapy like finding out like what does she really want in life like what is best for her and as you said not in like relation to giving but also to like receiving yeah i think i have more notes but maybe i'll just leave it at that oh no i mean the most wrenching moment in those three episodes relating to jade is when she has to when she has to kill valentine and that that is just, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, I think I would have loved to seen it explored a bit uh, more. Yes, 100%. Yes, yeah. um, that's one really big thing because that has to leave some really deep scars. And they do talk about it in four a bit. Yes. But I think that that's also like one of my 
I love Willow, but I still mm. have nitpicks. And th- I think that, like, episode three definitely has, like, m- in my personal opinion, the most little bits I would like to be like, ah, oh, but this should have had a bigger impact. Like yes. Silas dying mm-hmm. and Valentine Ballant- being killed by Jade. They were like wonderful moments, mm-hmm. but they, and they, in the episode itself, were giving, given the weight. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of forgot about them. Exactly. And I would have, because it, it doesn't take a lot to kind of remember them. And, and we never yeah. really get that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that should have, sorry. Yes. I, went, I went on a no, bit there, but no, yes, no, I, I totally, agree with you. That, I totally that should agree. have had more yes. weight, especially on Jade. Yes. I would have loved to, <laughs> I would have loved to see her struggle some more. <laughs> because yeah. she's not struggling yeah. enough. No, no, no. No. Pain? Pain. Jade doesn't know pain. <laughs> no. But yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, if, no. Calling it a fun little psychology fact is absolutely wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really am so sorry. Okay. Only 10 to 20% of people that experience a traumatic event develop PTSD. But I think there would be a really big possibility that Jay would be one of them. Because what do you mean? <laughs> Killing your own dad? Yeah. Should be fine. No problem. Yeah. I do that all the time with all of my dads. Yes, and also, I think you might have more thoughts on this than I do, but I thought it that w- was really interesting that she put her mask on when she starts fighting Ballantine. Kind of like, is it a way to make it more anonymous? Make it hurt less that you have to fight your dad and you like know that you will, not you, but someone has to kill him and you know that it's going to be you. I mean, I have so many thoughts on okay. <laughs> that scene. Okay. I, I, I don't want to put them all in this because I feel like they would deserve their own episodes. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's definitely an aspect. I think there's like the super simple way to look at this is like it's a fight and a mask protects you. So like put it yeah, on. Of course. But like putting on a mask is always like putting on a face, like yeah. putting on a facade. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like, yeah, it, it, it's definitely to shield herself, to not let him see her weakness. But then also I found it very telling that on his first hit, he just whacks it off of her because he can't, like she right. can't hide from him. He knows wow. her too well. Wow, yeah. yeah. Because I was watching it with a friend and she was like, Haha, that mask was for nothing. And I, and I sat next to her. No, that's storytelling. <laughs> that's story. I was like, you don't get it. You don't get the so, depth of this mask oh, falling into the water, so being picked up by Kit. Yeah. Like, don't you want to be the person I know you to be? The person that sparred wow. with me? And Jade's like, sure, whatever, kid. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah, see, that that what happens when you have like a background <laughs> in like storytelling and you're not just... That's what happens when you're a fucking nerd with a hyperfixation on a TV show. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm going to stop it here with Jade. I think we could talk about her forever. So my questions for her would be what we already talked about. What was growing up in Tira's Lean like? Like, living with Ballantine, what was your relationship and then being best friends with the princess and being clearly an outsider still mm-hmm. and the other one is what do you think would happen if you were to honor your needs and wants our 
favorite male character of all time is next. Yes. Uh, yes. Praxis relaxes Borman. <laughs> We love him so much. Yes, he's great. When I rewatched it on my own and started taking notes, I thought about the framing of him and I think you surely have thoughts on that as well and I was like is he set up to be this typical like anti-hero should he seem almost like he has like an antisocial personality disorder it's a personality disorder so it affects like a huge part of your personality mm -hmm. that can be more severe or less severe but it's basically you don't really care about people like people are basically just a means to an end mm, okay. um like other people's emotions are not really that relevant it might be better known as like um psychoticism yeah yes so psychopaths oh, <laughs> have oh no not half but there's a possibility that they have an antisocial personality disorder all right gotcha yeah and i think he's a really fascinating depiction of masculinity <clears throat> because he wants to be this strong man and then he's all also kind of manipulative sometimes and he lies you could say he's impatient and he uses humor as his coping mechanism and to conceal <laughs> yeah Can't no relate. never seen you I've do that i've never heard of that actually. yeah yeah and to conceal his insecurities yeah but then also in the first episode when sorcha goes to him when he's still in prison mm -hmm. he gives some really good advice and also there are moments in the episodes that he like quite clearly sees the situ sit situations that are happening and almost analyzes other characters. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. I think there would be more to discuss like over the later episodes as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. with him. But yeah, it, I think it's really fun that they put this twist to it and let us have like a male character with heart but still being this like impatient lying kind of jack sparrow type of a guy oh yeah he is very jack sparrow yes yeah, i haven't thought of it that way yeah especially like as you were saying like in the first three episodes where i think borman is at his worst yeah <laughs> like with people i i don't know i find that interesting that you said you would describing it describe him as like antisocial because i feel he, he has crazy good people skills and that's yeah. why he can be so mean yeah that's right but i mean people with antisocial personality disorders can be really manipulative Ooh, borman diagnosed yeah. no burnt. no <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not saying it i i thought that they might set him up to oh. be oh, this okay. yes And I then, don't I don't think that he And then has. it got subverted. Yes, exactly. Yes, as I do a not yeah. Of things did. Yes. yes. 
yeah, the questions that I would ask him in therapy is because he mentions his mom. <laughs> not, is that in the first three episodes? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, okay, so maybe I should not ask. Yes, but still, like, what is your relationship um, with your parents like? Very, like, important question. And then <laughs> another <laughs> really <laughs> easy question to kind of, like, see how he views masculinity is like what do you think makes you a man his beard and then oh something that i forgot to mention is that he never says matt mardigan's name he always he he's always like my partner my friend mm. don't yeah. really know what i'm where i'm going with this but Yes. It's just a nice little detail that yeah. hadn't occurred to me until you said it just now. I think I think in six he does say his name yeah. when he talks to Kit or yeah. Alagash. Yeah. But I think that that's one of the only times, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um and then also how did being imprisoned affect you? So Graydon. Our lovely Graydon. Who's very passive in the beginning. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <clears throat> no, yes. I agree. <laughs> and he does not want to be there. That's like, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, yeah. but that's literally his character for the first episode. Right? It's like, I don't want to Re- be yeah. here. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. So I think the thing that affected him the most in his life is his father. So we're talking again the first three episodes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like... His father, does he tell him directly that he... No, I think it's Graydon that says, like, I'm an embarrassment. Did he has their name? Yeah, yeah, he says that yeah. to Willow in, yes. I think, three. Yeah, yeah, and then just, like, I f- feel like his biggest fear is disappoint- disappointing his father. And that's why I think he has really low self-esteem for my dis- disapproving father. And... I mean, it's kind of obvious that his dad does not think that he's good enough. We don't know too much about his mom. So that would be really interesting to know. For future seasons. Yes. Because there will be future seasons. Yes. Yes. Take note. Take note. Yes. Call us. (laughs) I I think it's super interesting because I feel like in the first three episodes, every character is super like insecure. But Mm -hmm. Raiden is the most like the most archetypically insecure yeah. like yes. he has a stumble he's kind of like mm-hmm. hunched he's in the mm-hmm. background he's like the if i would give like on stage people notes on how to be like insecure i would be like watch Graydon in the first two episodes and so good be him yeah <laughs> because he's he's really like that archetypical shy guy mm-hmm. that could also turn out to be super toxic but then also could be like mm-hmm. a super nice guy yes and, which I think he's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> oh, really? Super nice guy who killed his brother. Um, yeah. I think we'll have to talk about that sometime. sometime. <laughs> we have a lot of time. We're on hiatus and it's going to be long. Yes. So he freezes up when it's time for him to be like heroic or to be competent. So I think he has some kind of like performance anxiety. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I said what I said. <laughs> but... He is very observing. I feel like he really, because he's always in the background, he has a lot of time to observe the others. 
and kind of sees like the main traits of the other people and yeah I feel like he is a solid dude that just got hurt by his family growing up and has a lot of unhealed wounds and yeah I mean that the thing with his brother is also very dark but it was only mentioned I don't think it was mentioned in episode one that it was him it was just it wasn't four yeah yeah it was just uh the other one fell out of the tree tree. Yeah. yeah um so I would ask him again the relationship with his father and then what are some core beliefs that you have about yourself getting into those patterns that like hold you back yes and also what was the time like after your brother died because at this point we only know that he died yeah falling out of a tree not how he died um and then i have a really short bit on eric eric yes yes hit me um so he's really charming and fun until you depend on him (laughs) I think that he has some commitment issues because of his father leaving. Yeah, and it's a kid that I think tells him directly something like uh, leave like that did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a ladies' man, as we get to know him in the first episode. And yeah, I think it's like a fun kind of contrast to kid like they shared the same childhood and obviously you can grow up in the same family but your siblings might perceive things differently like situations change and everything but his commitment issues show up in like relationships like lots of relationships but never anything solid like when it's time to really open up he just runs but he's still like proposes to Dove or Laura in uh, episode one. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, And that's basically everything I have from... What do you think, though? Why do you think he proposed to Dove if he has commitment issues? I mean, I put proposes in in quotation marks. Okay, okay, yeah, fair. fair. Yeah, (laughs) because... I don't really think he's being that sincere mm. in that moment. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Do you have a theory on that? I hadn't thought about it. I think my gut feeling would be, I think he's sincere in the moment. Yeah. Because he's trying to do what's expected, like not yes. what's expected of him, yes. but kind yeah. of like, mm-hmm. because nothing's expected of him, he's like, I could do this and yeah. this would make, like turn me into a good man, right? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think he's sincere about it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that would also have been my guess that it's kind of like expected of him now and quote unquote expected yes yes yes. um and also because Dove or Elora like would love it to be engaged to him feel like he I'm sure that he knows this and it's like so so in a way it's like an act of service to Dove yeah in a way yeah yeah where we, have we heard this before? People who hmm, do things for others. Interesting. Oh. Might they be foils? Anyway. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Um, so, Sorsha, the queen, 
Um, the queen. The queen. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we don't stand. No, don't no, stand. we don't. No. Problematic queen. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but I don't know. When I looked over my notes, I was like, am I trying to redeem Sorsha? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, redeem her to me. Give it to me. Yes. Why is she not a terrible so, mom? I mean, I think that she's a terrible mom, okay. but... But I okay, also cool. kind of understand why she's a terrible mom. I mean, if Kit was my child. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. So, I mean, we haven't seen the original Willow. There's a lot of information. Oh yeah, caveat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should oh, we yes. cut this out and put it in the beginning. Yes. We haven't seen Willow the movie. No. We're going off of the series here. Yes, completely. exactly. And that was a deliberate decision. Yeah. Um... So a lot about Beth Morda and Sorsha. We don't know or we kind of have like to guess off of what they've given us in the in the series. But I mean having to go and fight your own mother, like that is traumatic. N nobody wants to do that. I feel like everyone wants to have a good relationship with their family. Ideally, yeah. Ideally, exactly. Ideally, yes. Yes. So now these are like the repercussions of what happened earlier, like, what was it, 20 years earlier or something? Um, and she often seems very worried and anxious. And I think you can attribute that to this. And um, yeah, defending the realm is a really big part of her role as queen keeping evil out so yeah i kind of get her in that way that i see why she wants to defend the realm in that way but with her kids i think she really loves the children but she's not that good at showing her love i think i think If I may drop in some like yes, please do <laughs> thoughts of mine. I think her relationship to Tira's Lean is essentially the same relationship she has to her kids, right? She wants to protect it or mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. She wants it all to be safe. She yes. wants, but by by being like, oh, we need to be safe. She doesn't allow them stuff. Mm -hmm. She like holds them too tightly. I mean, we yes. have this whole. Yeah bubble exactly around the realm mm -hmm. and that's essentially also what she's doing to, mm -hmm. to kid and eric yes. like she's holding on too tight so oh so good right so she's yeah. like having this this i don't know i, I don't want to say she she wants power because she doesn't want power i, th I think yeah. she wants safety right yes. she's reaching for safety yes um one thing that i thought about is i don't know do they use this expression in english but it's a helicopter parent yes yeah she's a helicopter okay. mom I yes th I think exactly that you can say that and yeah. i mean that comes out of a lot of anxiety oh a hundred percent yes and also like she's lost mad Mardi like she's yeah. lost her husband yeah, exactly. so like the, mm -hmm. the anxiety of losing something is like not coming from nowhere yes <laughs> yeah and i mean she was left alone basically with her two kids mm. to be the queen of this country that's again a lot of pressure yeah. so i get i really get that Ugh, what am i doing the yes yeah right <laughs> like i don't want to do it but do you see it i see it yeah i hate that i see it 
close my eyes now. Suddenly I'm blind. But I thought it was really manipulative when she was like, um, when she mentioned Beth Morda and how terrible she was to Kit and was like, yeah, do you know um, what my mom was like or something like that? And was like, that is just not okay. And it's also, it's like, <laughs> sorry, I, this gets me very mad. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's also the worst excuse. Like, yes. imagine someone came up to you and said, Lara, you're being really mean to me. And mm. then you're like, yes, but also this other person was really mean to me. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, yeah, thank you. But you're still being mean to yes. me. <laughs> like, I'm sorry someone else was being mean to you. And that, but must, that, that must have hurt. And yeah. it fully sucks. Yeah. Get some therapy. Be yeah. nice to me. <laughs> yes. 100%. And I also think that she kind of treats her kids differently. That she puts a lot of the pressure on Kit. And with Eric, she's mostly like, uh, yeah, he's just uh, going somewhere with his new girl. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of annoying. But well, what can you do? <laughs> boys will be boys yeah yeah but with kids she's like yeah so you're gonna get married you will be the future of this realm until Laura Denon comes around which is also side note <laughs> sorry I find it so hilarious like imagine you're supposed to be queen but you're like a placeholder you're like a placeholder <gasps> yes. queen because that's what yeah. I think I think Kit has the worst of both worlds because, mm -hmm. like, she doesn't want to exactly. be queen and she yes. has to be queen. But then yes. also, as soon as this, like, magical Kit shows up, she's, yeah. she's, like, yes. she's essentially and not also, necessary anymore. Like, Sorsha <laughs> wanted to um, defend Alora from having a burdened life by hiding her. Behind Kit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so she just, oh, I mean. Not a great man. Yes, I'm going to talk about it. But I also really understand kit and her behavior and reactions but i'm gonna that's talk a perfect about transition it. are you gonna transition us to kids yeah i think so amazing yes Look at your transition so our dearest kit has both mommy and daddy issues i would say <laughs> yeah and again the abandonment issues i think stem from losing her dad and she really latches onto anything connected to her dad um like Borman and the stories so she's very impulsive and I've seen a lot of people like I've seen both I've seen a lot of people on Tumblr like claim her and be like yeah like me you've seen me you've, you've yes, seen my blog exactly yes I've seen you <laughs> kid is me I'm her yeah. she's mine yeah I'm hers yes yeah we stand we stand yeah I will apologize for her war crimes. Yes. Yeah, she's being a little shit, but she's our shit. Yes. Yeah. But I've also... And then there's the other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that are like, I don't get it. Why is she acting like such a brat? She's super annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I totally don't get. Because imagine losing your dad, having this really strict mom, and then like your twin brother... Presumably, like, one of your closest people in your life that knows you like no one else just disappears. Also, your roommate yeah. wants to go off yes. and become a knight. Yes. 
and leave you married exactly. to this. Yeah, and the mouse. only way that you thought you could survive this is by having your best friend. Yeah, life sucks for kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Act one. <laughs> really? <laughs> so true. Yes. Yeah, I feel like she must be feeling really trapped in Tiraslin. And she says that openly, like... Mm -hmm. I'm a prisoner. Yeah, yeah, I want to have adventures beyond the barrier. And also, like, choosing her own future, which is... It's so understandable that she wants to run away. Like, yeah, I mean, she... I don't think she's that much older than 18. So, I don't know, just imagine. Wouldn't you do the same? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think for me it's important to note that, like, even though... I like I stand Kit and I find her a fascinating character. Yeah. I, I I'm not like she's beyond everything. Like mm -hmm. I see how you get annoyed with like her yeah. her attitude especially how she treats people, like her childish wishes. Like yes, obviously she needs to grow up and she does in the course of the mm -hmm. season. But I think it's also super important to see that this is someone who's like de facto never actually left her realm where yeah. she is outranking literally everyone mm -hmm. and no one will tell her when it's enough. Yes. Except her mom, who she's not really taking seriously. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kids especially, they need boundaries and rules and someone to tell them sometimes, hey, that was enough. Uh, and if you don't get that, you're just gonna test out those boundaries. Yeah, so you mentioned like the attitude, especially when it comes to Alora, is like really bad. But also, I mean, this girl that you've grown up with, presumably, I mean, not really like n known her, but you've seen her. She's like your brother's fiance now. <laughs> but like, she whispers yes. <laughs> to the mic, fiance? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but she's like the girl your dad left left you for. And that's gotta hurt. And of course you're not gonna like her. I mean, she's young, but I don't think a lot of people are that like emotionally mature to just accept this and be like nice and friendly towards someone. Yeah, so her like main motivation in all of like the first three episodes is clearly finding Eric. And I get it that she gets annoyed when the other stall the process mm -hmm. because you don't know what hap what is happening to him. Oh yeah, and the other thing that I wanted to talk about is like Kit not wanting to be rescued. Like, she does not accept help. And she makes that very clear, even though she needs it. Um, Again, can't relate. What is yeah. that? <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Um, so, I do think that Kit sometimes acts immature, but I totally get why. And I also think she's a really fascinating character. Because, I don't know, just... Having like this princess that does not want to be a princess and just like wants to go out and explore. I love that trope. Yes. I love that trope so much. Yes. yes. So yeah, we love her. Do you have questions for her as well? 
Um, I don't have any prepared, but I mean, okay. just I would start. <laughs> Where with, would you even start? Yes, good question. <laughs> um, like her childhood. I mean, her mom, obviously, her Yikes. dad leaving. Yikes. Um, yeah, growing growing up in a castle, like having this life that like your destiny is basically made for you. Yeah. I don't know. And then I would just get Go Eric. <laughs> yeah, get Sorsha. <laughs> no, have a little bit of family therapy. Family therapy for yes. kids. Yes. Right. I think that would be really beneficial. All right. Lara, we are coming up on an hour. Do you have closing remarks on this episode on a psychological analysis of the characters <laughs> in the first three episodes? Um, I think they're all really well-balanced characters. They're not one-dimensional. And I feel like every one of them would benefit from therapy. And I mean, one might argue that this quest that they're going on serves as therapy. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Have you listened to What the Force? Yes. So uh, what I have learned uh, from what you just told me in the last hour is um, everyone's perfectly healthy yes. and they are flawless, great characters. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason we should think otherwise, especially Sorsha. So who do you think of those people we just talked about would actually go to therapy. Wait, so the characters, like if they had time and money and therapy is yes. a thing in, their, in yeah. their world, like who who would go to therapy? Yeah. Like what would their reactions be <laughs> if you told them like, hey, I think... I mean, Kit wouldn't go. Yes. <laughs> because, because she doesn't need help. Jade yeah. wouldn't go because I'm fine. Yes. Uh, Borman wouldn't go because what's therapy? Also, I don't have time. Um, and then maybe he would go in secret or something. <laughs> That's what I actually put down in my notes. Right. I was like in front of other people, he'd say no, but I think he would actually go. Right. Graydon would go. Graydon would be yes. probably pr very interested. And Laura yes. would go. Yeah. Maybe they would go together. Aww. That would be cute. Yeah. Eric would be like, depending on who tells him to go to therapy, he would be like, yes or no. Mm -hmm. Like if Sorsha or Kit were to tell him, like mm -hmm. you should go. Probably be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. If other people told him to, and I'm, I'm not sure, maybe he doesn't seem very busy, so I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think he would just go. He would, he would be bored. Sorsha would never go. No, absolutely and not. And I think that's all of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to Rewatch Revisited. Thank you so much. We have links that you can look at yes. or click on. Um, and we'll get you in the next one. Bye.